Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. (laughs) Thanks for listening. On to the show. Yayo. Hey, <laughs> doggies. You know, people have been asking me, they said, what's the intro music for your show? Because it sounds really familiar to me, but I really can't place it. And that was just me asking you five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, you're the, you'd be the last person to ask that question. <laughs> you text me one time and you're like, this song is in my head right now. I have to listen to it. Again well, and again and again. Okay, well, here's the... So, uh, real quickly, shout out to the great Jim Walker, who has graciously, graciously offered us his fantastic song, Something to Remember Me By, from the film Three O'Clock High, from 1987, to use as our intro and outro music. It's like an amazing song. And so what I always do is... When I hear that song, I always hear, um, you know, the opening scene and where Jerry, you know, she's like, it's just going to be one of those days, Jerry. And then it's like something to remember. And so I always text you like, you ever have one of those days? And then like something to remember me by starts playing to go in with one of those days. And then you're like, yeah, always, always. (laughs) So in text form. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Yeah, not to like kind of, you know, we will definitely cover that movie, but the movie starts off and it's just like he's having it one of those days or it's a bad day. He yeah. starts and he rolls out of bed the wrong way. He has a bad day. And then it's like, you can run from your life. Um, Take a break from the north. Yeah. This is just a, a, a quick aside here, too. But did you ever have. Um, <laughs> so, you know how when you were a kid and like you'd be waiting for that song that you love so much to come on the radio and you had your like tape ready oh to like God. record it right you'd yes. like re- but you'd always had to be kind of ready yes and then you know you'd finally like oh it'd be on right and you start playing it and it's going great and you're like I got it I got it and then at the very end of the song the fucking DJ comes on and starts singing <laughs> over the song like just fucking ruins yeah. it you know he's just something to remember you're like 95 K to me alright oh, coming oh, at you. I'll give you something to remember me by <laughs> uh, it's 97 degrees on the one I want you're like 
you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, it was so long to like for me to wait and tape that. And then you just, yeah, just destroy it. Yeah, because there were yeah. no maxi singles at that point. No. There was no, you would have to buy the whole cassette and maybe you just wanted that one song. There was no iTunes. Yeah. There was no whatever. Yeah, I totally get that. No. And it was ruined with, or a weird mashup of, you know. Yeah. And you're like, what? Wait, what was that? What was that? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The DJ's just fucking around. <laughs> just fucking with my life. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more yeah. about Three O'Clock High and Jim Walker's awesome song when we actually have Jim Walker on our podcast. Uh, yeah. Because he has agreed to do that. And we will go more into detail with that specifically. But that's not what we're going to do today. No. Today, we're going to talk about the rip... Tide classic North, <laughs> North Shore. You know those Riptide classics <laughs> yeah. that I, you love? Do you remember the show Riptide with Joe Penny? And I, I do. Was that um, a Riptide classic? It was, I believe Riptide is a classic uh, from the 80s. A classic. Cop buddy shows. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But we're not talking about Riptide today, are we? We're talking about North Shore. Oh, Every young person has a dream. Making it come true is the challenge. I don't want to be some wrinkled up old geezer, 40 years old, watching a surf contest on TV and going, yeah, I was good. I could have done that. No way. For surfers, North Shore is the place. Kane is determined to make his dream come true, but he is an outsider. Seems like a nice girl. And there are more obstacles than he ever imagined. Gregory Harrison, Nia Peoples, and Matt Adler. North, North Shore. Shore. The um, the Universal Studios release from no. 1987. 1987. <laughs> 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 no, North Shore is a. It's it's a surf movie. It's a sport movie. Um, there, I'm a huge fan of sports movies, as as you are as yeah. well. And this is a movie that can go down with the likes of American Anthem, Rad, Thrashin. What else? American Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not compare so, those two. Well, it's just funny, like because it's like when I think pivotal '80s mainstream movies, I don't think American Flyers. Obviously, I love American Flyers. So do I. And the song. American Flyers from by, American Flyers by Glenn Sharrock. Um, love that song. Yep. But um, yeah, when I think classic eighty sports movies, I'm thinking more like oh Hoosiers <laughs> and um, uh, oh god, like Necessary Roughness. Just, I think just, that was 1989. That was, maybe 1990. That maybe 1990. Um, wow, you put Necessary Roughness above American Flyers. Yeah. Wow. As far as mainstream is concerned. Yeah. Just like, you know, movies that I was referencing more like Blue 32, Blue 32. I was doing that a lot. I wasn't going like, don't race in the race, Kevin. (laughs) You're going to die from that brain aneurysm. Yeah. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Um, He doesn't die, by the way. Nope. We don't even need to cover that movie now because we just, we've just done it. (laughs) Um, That's American Flyers. That is. So would you, would you put 
uh, North Shore in the category of a Hoosiers, or would you throw it into the American Flyers category? Well, the thing is, I don't really, this, this might be very controversial, but I don't really look at North Shore as a sports movie. You don't? Uh, no. I view it as a fish-out-of-water tale. Like, he's, kind of, he's almost like literally a fish-out-of-water. <laughs> <laughs> About a wave surfer from Arizona... Wave tank surfer. Wave tank surfer from Arizona. This is a great way to go into the synopsis. And it Very is. natural. Yeah. Um, who decides, I'm ready for the fucking big leagues, man. I'm ready for Hawaii and the North Shore of Hawaii. And I'm going to just, you know, um, just surf the waves with, with, the big, with the big guys. But I don't think it necessarily starts out as like him wanting to do it competitively. Or maybe, you know what, what I mean? Because if you think about it in a way, this movie has more to do with like, it's more of like an anti, like surf for the love of it. Don't surf because you want to be like a professional surfer. Okay, okay. Right? Because so, yeah. we're taking something that's very pure, surfing. It's a it's a meditative art form. But it just so happens that our protagonist, Rick Kane, falls into that world, ultimately says, I'm going to do this. Even though his mentor is like, you should, you sh- you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Gregory Harrison's character, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Um, and Chandler. There's, there's probably a much better way we could explain this, but I think that I don't. I don't think there is a better way to explain <laughs> I it. I think that, you're hitting the nail on the head. And I know that you've said in the past, like maybe even in the past podcast, like this is a sports movie, and like yes, yeah, surfing is a sport for sure. But I don't. Yeah, I think of it more like it's it's a romantic coming of age. Fish out of water story. Okay. Um, that also encapsulates a lot of like what was going on in, in 86, 87. Okay. So you, you made when we watched this movie um, a few weeks back just to kind of recharge our memories. And you had made the connection that this felt like Karate Kid to you in many ways. And so Karate Kid, I would say, is a very similar um while martial arts is considered a sport, it's not a Karate sport Kid is not movie. a sports movie. Yeah, exactly. It's another coming of age story. Exactly. And yeah, okay. I, I okay. So I guess when I describe sport movies, I don't describe it the way I uh, misdescribed montages a few times in the American Anthem episode because I I remember now a montage obviously being a bunch of clips put together and so but then I started calling everything a montage at that point like oh, oh. that's a dance montage ooh this is this montage oh I see I didn't I didn't pick up that you were misidentifying montages I, I did. felt like there was a lot of montages there was a lot of montages I'm just more you were just saying it was like a dance scene and you're like oh that's a dance montage but it wasn't we weren't going through like a yeah. progression because yeah. a montage is a is a a progression. Yes. Right? A way to advance time in a short amount of time. Yeah. According to the song by the South Park creators who made that montage song for um, right. for South Park or something. Or for, is, uh, for Team America. Is that what that's for? Yeah, that's yes. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for Team America. Um, no, but you're right. Uh, South, North Shore is a, it's a movie that has a sport in it. And so I think I like movies that have a sport in it. Um, Whitewater Summer. With the, the Kevin Bacon. Right. So has a sport in it. Like whitewater rafting. Yes. Is, as a sport. Rock climbing. Right. It's so now not, it's like you could define, well, what's a sport and what's a hobby? And then you get into, you know, and then it becomes just semantics or whatever. But yeah, whitewater yes. rafting is in the Olympics. It is? 
Um, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I, I think. I, the summer. Yeah, it's in the Summer Olympics. All right. Uh, and, sur- and surfing is in the Olympics. Surfing, surfing is in the Olympics. So, yeah, it's not, it, but it's just when we're talking about this specific movies, yeah, we just, I don't necessarily go like, oh, this is a sports movie. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair um, enough. I, I, did, I will tell you, when I was a kid uh, and I had my collection of VHS tapes, which was probably well over 100, I used to categorize all of them. Yeah. Categorize and alphabetize. I'm sure you did the same thing. And I would make a sports movie section. So North Shore was obviously a part of that. Um, and the other movies that we listed, I even threw in Quicksilver because I thought, oh, well, it's, interesting. It's, it's got a bicycle in it. And right. bike messaging is not no, a sport. No, Quicksilver no. is not a sports movie. <laughs> hey, but it, but it's a cool. But they no. use a bike. So no, if anyone came over to your house and they'd be like, <laughs> "What is Quicksilver doing in the sports section, Zach?" Um, but anyway, it's gleaming. Also, gleaming the cube is, no, is not, not a sports not, movie. No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like the, not this won't translate yeah. on the podcast because you're listening. But Dustin's eyes just glared at me when yeah. I said, no, Gleaming the Cube is not a sports movie, but, but Thrashing is a sports movie because yeah. there's a competition yes. in yes. it. Yes, fair enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, you're right. North Shore is this coming of age movie about a kid that wins a contest at a surf tank in Arizona. And the guy says, hey, what are we going to do now? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go surf the North Shores. And he gets the Hawaii thinking he's this big cheese. And he finds out really quickly on that he's a very tiny fish in a giant ocean and he gets eaten up by sharks. Yeah. Uh, sharks being... Not literally. Not literally, figuratively. Uh, but sharks being the culture of being, you know, not understanding Hawaiian culture. And I would say this movie really respects um, the Hawaii and the, the history right. of Hawaii. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so just so just to summarize, because I feel like maybe some of our maybe let's say a majority of our audience has seen Karate Kid, yes. But maybe a majority has not seen North Shore because I just feel like they were different. You know, Karate Kid was sort of more mainstream, mainstream, marketed, et cetera, et cetera. In the same way that Daniel moves from New Jersey to Reseda, you know, at the beginning of a Karate Kid, he's like doing a little of his uh, of his moves, and the neighbors like, "Hey, oh, yeah. what's that karate?" Because he kicks him in the face with the door. He yeah. kicks his neighbor, you know, and he's like, "Yeah, t- t- took some karate." In the same way that Daniel thinks that taking karate at the YMCA in New Jersey is the same as like you know studying with Mr. Miyagi, it is that same like kind of. It's I, I, although I would say that Rick Kane in North Shore is much more arrogant than yes. Daniel Larusso in Karate Kid, but just as a baseline. For folks who might not, you know, who, who just need a, a, a comparison, it's like Daniel coming to Reseda and saying, um, you know, I know there everything there is to know about karate and I'm going to, you know, take on everybody. And it's not like that. But Daniel encounters, you know, some bullying. He encounters, um, you know, he rubs people the wrong way. Has uh, a love interest. Yep. Love interest. And he has a mentor. Uh, yeah. And so very similar in that sense, the same elements, so. similar elements, right? Yep. Mentor, love interest, bullies. But this film has one difference in the sense that he finds a, a really faithful friend outside of the mentor. It's two, Mr. Yep. Miyagi and Karate Kid is his yep. mentor and his best friend. Dare I say Rick Kane, the lead character in the film, 
gets a mentor in Chandler and gets a best friend in Turtle, played by John Philbin. I think that's a great assessment. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and we'll be we'll be getting some some turtle turtle action, some turtle talk coming up, some turtle talk. Not to be confused with 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 turtle talk at Disneyland. Disneyland, don't sue us. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but if we're being if we're being quite honest, Rick is not really a great friend to Turtle. He's not, and in fact, we both made the assessment that he is not the greatest guy. Yeah. Um. But he grows. He grows. And, and dare I say, he's not really the main character of the movie, in a sense. Um, you know, there, the, Nia Peebles, who plays his love interest, and she's also, her, her character is Kiani in the movie. She's. Uh, Was it Nia, Nia Peebles or Nia Peoples? Oh, yeah, Nia. Sorry, Nia Peoples. Nia Peoples. The little plosives there. Um, <laughs> there's a, but there's a lot of great characters in the movie. Rick is probably the the most bland of them yeah. all. Um, Gregory Harrison, who plays Chandler, is phenomenal, in my opinion. Nope. He's such a... And I think he's a super underrated actor. He, I'm he's surprised. the best actor in the movie. He is the best yeah. actor, yeah. yeah. He was on Trapper John, M.D. Trapper That's John where he kind of cut his teeth. I mean, the guy has had, a, has had a long career, but I think when I saw him in North Shore... As Chandler, I was like, oh, this dude is so cool. And yeah. why haven't I seen him enough? Because I wasn't watching um, medical dramas when I was eight years no. old. This Because this movie came out in 87. I was 11 at the time. Um, and I wasn't watching CBS Sunday Murder, She Wrote type stuff. No, I, I was not either at that point. But I was um, watching Riptide. But, but I... <laughs> on NBC. The classic Riptide, classic Riptide. Tonight <laughs> on NBC. When I say that... Uh, Gregory Harrison is the best actor in this movie. I mean, sort more more from an experience point. Yeah, because I do think that John Philbin gives an amazing performance as Turtle. Well, I think John Philbin actually has the most heart. Yeah, of all the characters because he's the sweetest character. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, the Rick character goes to Hawaii, uh, gets all his shit stolen within like the first I think twenty minutes of the movie, and Turtle's there to help him out. Doesn't yeah. even know the guy, and this this local comes up and speaking pigeon to, to to Rick Kane and totally befriends him. Yeah. And John Philbin has uh dare I say the best pigeon accent for a non-pigeon speaking yeah, Anglo-Caucasian yeah. actor. No, he's he's really good. Um when I was a, when I was a kid watching this, I felt like I really liked uh, Rick Kane. Yeah. And I think me too. And I think watching it more now to your point, it's like, you kind of realize, Oh, he's not the best guy. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. At times, you know, there's this whole discussion now of, um, going back to karate kid where people talk about, Oh, you know, Daniel's not really, he's the, he's the antagonist of the movie and no. he's not really a good guy. Actually he is. I think people knee jerk judgment. Don't, realize the fact that this kid is getting severely bullied and he's single parent uh, deal. Yeah. His dad died from when he was really young. You find that out in the sequel. So there, he's a very complex character. We don't really understand. We know that Rick is going off to college after this summer. Cause he, right. He went, he went art school, art school. He yes. wins this skull. He wins this wave tank challenge in the summer. Uh, right after he graduated, assuming graduated high school and his mom is very, uh, uninterested in it 
but also another single parent yep. Yep. connection there. Yep. And he's excited. I get that because he's, he's 18. So he's excited to go off and do this thing. And his head has been filled because he's at this competition in Arizona. They're like, oh, you're mm-hmm. the best around. Right. Nothing's going to. And, and so he goes off to this deal and, and yeah, he, he's cocky and never really has a moment early on where he, where he's like humbled to the yeah. point where he's, I don't know, apologetic or sorry. Cause he doesn't really ever make turtle feel like he's valued until the end. And, right. No, he doesn't really seem aware of other people being other people. He sees them more as like a path to his goals. You know, like how can yes. people help me versus, you know, and I don't think that the movie makes enough of a sort of evolution of him, you know, to really be like, oh, okay, he starts off this way and he ends up this way. Yeah. I know that that's kind of what they're going for, but it doesn't really hit as well you're just kind of like oh this guy's so arrogant and he meets Chandler his mentor and he's like already telling his mentor like your logo sucks for your surfboard company <laughs> yeah. and you're like well who are you man you're like an arts kid like that's not there are better ways to have a conversation and um <laughs> yeah you know did you get that when you were a kid though because when I was a kid I didn't pick up on no any of that. no and when I was a kid I was like oh yeah he's going through the struggle and you know oh it's cool he's helping out the surf coach or he's helping out the surf mentor and the, and the surf mentors yep. uh you know helping him and and turtles his buddy and that's all i thought about back then right now i look at it under a totally different lens and i realize yeah turtles like helping him out every step of the way constantly constantly Giving him rides, taking yeah. him, telling him how to surf, telling him how to surf the Hawaiian way, yeah. you know, giving him the initial confidence, telling him, like, don't go to the, go, you know, let, let's play the clip. You got any pointers about pipe? Yeah, you're not ready for it. I'm ready. Oh, yeah? Okay, brah. The reef starts just about here, and it stretches all the way down to there. Reef? There's a reef? That's right. So when a wave breaks here... Don't be there, or you're going to get drilled. <laughs> Anything else? Right? So, like, you know, it's like lines like that that perfectly sum up who Turtle is. Um, and then, you know, you've got, like, Rick just being like, your art logo sucks. And then his, <laughs> and then the mentor who's the, and so I should say, too, that Gregory Harrison plays the boss of Turtle and all he does is make Turtle work on surfboards. He's, yeah. like, he's like, you know, Gregory Harrison has his own surfboard company. Um, he's very much against uh, mainstream things. Surfing is all about being pure and connected to a more spiritual side of the world. Very like, that's your Mr. Miyagi kind of character, right? Where it's like, you know, karate's not from here. It's from the inside. So mm-hmm. surfing's like, you know, we're going to look at the waves together. We're going to feel things. Yeah. Um, it's not about the competition. It's about the art. But he treats Turtle like such shit and just makes Turtle wax boards all day. Meanwhile, Rick comes over is like, hey, uh, Chandler, your logo's terrible. How about this one? Hey, this is great. Do you want to live with me? <laughs> and I'll feed you and teach you how to surf. And meanwhile, I've never like given Turtle the time of day. Yeah, Turtle is. <laughs> what the hell? It's really messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's messed totally up. messed up because Turtle. Yeah, Turtle does all Turtle wants to do is do what Rick is doing with Chandler. Yes. That's all he, That's wants, all he to wants to do. do. And there is the final moment at the end where Rick, you know, takes board. Takes uh, Turtle has made this craft his own board, but he doesn't want anyone to know because he's self conscious right. and, and you know shy about it. And then Chandler, uh, Rick gives the board to Chandler, and 
and then tells him it's turtle which brings you know a tear to turtle's eye and that's the moment rick that's the moment when you realize okay rick is a good guy he's just yeah he's just cocky and you know, yeah. he's from Arizona. I'm not going to make any disparaging comments about people from Arizona because I, I know lots of people. Yeah. But yeah, he's a good he's a good kid at heart. He just goes the wrong path. And even to the point with. Um, even to the point with Nia Peebles, Nia Peebles character, Kiani, she is this local girl with like three brothers and big Hawaiian family. And he's in love with her. And she's in love with him and he gets pissed off at her because he, 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 he doesn't even, oh, we broke this down too. There is a fight scene in the movie where he is not battling for her honor. He's battling to get his stuff back from the guys that took it, but they're local is a local kid and Keanu's connected to him and he gets his stuff back, but they turned it into this whole thing. Like he was fighting for her honor kind of thing. And she's pissed off at him or he's more he's more pissed off at her, I guess. It, I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, you don't I did not pick up as a kid to pick up on as a kid at all. Um, you know, Rick's stuff gets stolen by these local guys at the very beginning of the movie. He eventually is able to fight for, I guess, the right to get his stuff back or yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> but may the best man win. But the whole movie, people are always saying to Rick, like, oh, are you fighting over that local girl again? And he's always like, he doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't say but anything. But it's assumed yeah. that everyone thinks he's fighting over the local girl. Yeah. But he's not. He's, he's not. He's fighting to get his stuff back. <laughs> he was not fighting for her honor. And this to me is like the weirdest story thing because it yeah. just keeps coming up. Like, stop, stay away from that local girl because she's going to get you in trouble. It's like, well, how about the locals don't steal my stuff? Because that's really what I'm fighting over, yeah. not her, like yeah. at all. Yeah. So um, that really stood out to me as just being so weird. It doesn't like ruin the movie at no. all for me, but it's just like, why doesn't he correct him and be like, no, man, like he's wearing my belt. Like, that's why I'm fighting him. <laughs> yeah. Not because, you know, th- those, that's my hat. Those are my shoes. Like that, he has my wallet hanging out of his back pocket. That's why I'm fighting him. Uh, not for the local hot Hawaiian girl. Yeah. Um, Which would have been totally understandable if he was. So. The right to date her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. But, but she's smitten with him just for being this, you know, broke ass yeah, white boy. I, I don't know why she likes him. <laughs> but that's another thing. Because um, he's a howly. He's a howly. Right, he's and she howlies. likes the howlies, I guess. She likes the howlies. But what I think, well, she's torn. This is my own assumption. She's torn between wanting to leave the island and start a career, uh, become something other than the island girl who wears the bikinis and takes people on horseback rides. And also tied to her family connection. She can't leave her family because she's she loves her siblings. Yeah. And that's what I totally get that. That idea of like, I can't leave my family. There, I'm, I love them. But at the same time, too, there's an opportunity that could await her. That's why I always felt like this film should have had a sequel. It didn't do very well at the box office. Mm-hmm. It was not very popular uh, among. It was not very popular with its initial release, but it had a huge shelf life on video. I know my my good buddy Mark Fong, the DJ Fongy, was the dude who he and I would watch this movie all the time, over and over again. He's um, DJ Fongy. DJ Fongevity, okay. I think, is what he calls okay. himself. Not DJ Fongy. Not DJ Fongy. I'm just throwing yeah. that in there because it sounded kind of cool. But he and I would watch this incessantly 
and I was I was always like, wait, well, you've never seen North Shore? To people who were like, what's North Shore? What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You have to see this movie. I remember what the, my bachelor party uh, before uh, it was the summer of my bachelor party. This just happened to be showing at the local movie theater. And with just happened to be showing happened to be showing the weekend, coincidentally, that I was planning my bachelor party and the cast of North Shore was there. So I had my bachelor party at the screening of North Shore. That's crazy. Which was fantastic and perfect because everybody was freaking out. We my wife and I ended up getting married in Hawaii. So I didn't know that you got married in 1987. Which is such an interesting thing to learn about you. That you were at the yeah. premiere of North Shore. Well, I'm actually 102 your years party. old. Um, no, that's very cool. No, the, when the re-release, right? And, uh, <laughs> 2012. Not yeah. a re-release. It was yeah. just a revival. Uh, I guess the 35th anniversary, right? Is that 35 years? 87? 12? Um, well, yeah. we're known for our math skills here on it this is, show. It's 35 yep. years. Yep. Wow, what a trip. Okay, yeah, the 35th anniversary screening. And it was fantastic. Cool. And everybody was like, oh, this is so cool. And, and it was just, you know. You did not know that was happening. Or you did? I I knew, you know, because. You had to know. I knew that yeah. it was coming out. Right. About a month before. And I thought, oh, let's turn this into a bachelor party weekend thing. Okay, and that's, okay. That's the way. It was a weekend. Okay. But it, it just coincided. All, all your dudes came into town and they were like, uh, let's go uh, Let's go to the casino. And you're like, wait a minute. Guys, check it out. I didn't know this was happening at all. But look at this marquee. It's the North Shore 35th anniversary reunion special screening with the entire cast. And I had no idea. Like, anyway, we should probably just go check it out. Or do you want to go see strippers or something? No, no, no. All right. Yeah. Do you want to spend your yeah. money on putting tip dollars on a stage? Or do you want to buy yeah. a big bucket of popcorn and being amongst your friends yeah. and reciting lines and remembering what it was like to be 11 years old before you're getting married yes and what what was the answer did anyone go with you oh they all said let's do north shore yeah <laughs> True friends. but i True remember friends. like this i feel like when we when you and i watch this movie again it to me it still holds up i agree i agree i really i did not have a lot of Issues with it, and I, I really, um, other than the ones, the aforementioned, aforementioned yes. issues. Yes. But I really, um, no, I think it's great, and I really love, um, yeah, I love the tone of it. I love the cinematography. I'm so impressed with the professional surfing, because this is a movie that has, utilizes a ton of professional surfers oh, yeah. in it. Um, we know that the cast kind of did their, um, most of their basic surfing, um, but obviously they got professional surfers for all of the more advanced um, tube tubings you know I, I yeah I'm not a surfer that's probably obvious from the way I um, destroy the surfing language <laughs> language of surfing but but this makes me want to be a surfer and um, well just like Rocky made you want to be a boxer and just like no retreat no surrender made you want to be a martial arts superstar <clears throat> um, yep, and just like Rounders made me want to be a professional <laughs> poker player. Just like Boiler Room wanted wanted you to take people's money and just like a dog day afternoon made me want to <laughs> rob a bank for just my like lovers. Sansa Lambs uh, made you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Let's just keep like going. Goodfellas made me want to um, flush a lot of cocaine down the toilet. <laughs> just like Cape Fear made me want to stalk people in South Florida. Um, just like Moana made me want to summon the demigod from the sea. 
just like the gate made me want to dig up my backyard and find a geode. <laughs> just like gremlins made me want to get Gizmo, but not feed him after midnight because that's dangerous. Just like Back to the Future made me want to drive 88 miles per hour. We can keep Whoa, going. this is amazing. Oh, my God. Right. You know, this is the point where people go, oh, they actually yeah. do know their stuff. Right. I hope so. Um, but most of those were actually mainstream with the exception of a few. But whatever. Oh, it doesn't. Right. Who cares? Well, yeah. Who's but, judging that part? Who's ju- I'm not. No, I, I agree. Like, this movie made me want to surf, too. And the... Um, it's and I, I think we talked. Granted, about, I won't surf. I I will not surf. You will not. Will you? But I board? want to. <laughs> will you? <laughs> I'm just trying to make. I mean, this would be funny to make a point to be like, it makes me want to make made me want to surf, but I'm not gonna. You know, like, well, hey, uh, Aspen Extreme made me want to ski. Yes, but I won't ski. Does right. that make like to? So I'm yeah. connecting with you. Yes, I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. I will say this was a movie where it was so obvious that the stunt doubles or the 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 actual professional surfers were surfing it wasn't the actors who were surfing in the more intense scenes it was right. the it was their it was their stunt double it was very obvious it's very obvious but yeah. i'm okay with that like i was okay with it then i'm okay with it now i and it's it it's very apparent i don't know why um maybe because it, because it is montage it is it montage is. Yes. like you were saying it's just like the story's advancing. Rick's training advances. Like, we never know really how long Rick has been there, if he's been there a whole summer or yeah. whatever. But he, we know he's getting better because they're montaging him with these boards. And as he's gradually getting better, he's moving on to better boards, better, um, you know, yeah. Chandler has said, you know, you master this board, you move on to the next board. Yeah. Until finally he's at the holy grail of boards, the... Uh, KX seventeen or it doesn't have a name, <laughs> the KX seventeen. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Well, it was it was uh, uh, it was Laird Hamilton. Well, Lance Burkhart's board. Lance Burkhart that he board. gives that he lets yes. him use. Laird Hamilton is in this movie, obviously. He's uh, the professional surfer, but he's yeah. he's the the villain, um, quote unquote. There's yeah. no real vi- well. No, he just he's a dick. Yeah, he's just a dick. And he... He's not a villain in a, in a, in a Sensei Crease kind of way. He's more of just a villain in the, like, I'm just cocky. No. But I kind of wish that they had cast, and this is, you know, this is no dig on, on, on Laird. 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 Um, but that they had cast an actual actor versus a, a surfer in that role. Because I feel like he didn't give us anything. Like, no. he was just like, hey, you're a st- stupid. You know, you're like, oh, come on, man. Like... Yes, they they utilized him for his uh, surfing, and um, and oh, and so just and just to your point, it's like you know because it's montaged, you're just kind of like, oh right, well I assume right that okay, you know we're montaging the advancement of Rick's skills. We're also yeah. montaging the actual competitions when he's advancing within the, the surfing tournament. And there were times where I'm like, is that supposed to be Rick? And you're like, I think so. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because you're just like, okay, whatever. You're talking we, about the final yeah. the final competition, right? Yeah. Well, just there, there were a lot of rounds, a lot of heats. And it's like, oh, is that supposed to be Rick? Because the way it's cut, it's like the, the announcers are kind of, their VO is just kind of flowing between surfers. And yeah. so you're like, uh, they're like, Rick Kane, what a monster wave. And then you're like, okay, but that's, is that just a really bad stuntman? Or is that supposed to be? Yeah. Rick Kane. Because that dude look has like a mustache and, you know. And a wig. <laughs> yeah, skin tone is not the same as Rick Kane's. But yeah. no, but yeah. more, more to your point about the, the Laird Hamilton, uh, Lance Burkhart role. Yeah, he's he, he I wish he was a little more well-defined acting wise. Um, 
I was thinking of Randy Stoklos in Side Out. Yeah. Randy Stoklos is a professional volleyball player. Side Out being um, more similar, fish out of water. Actually, North Shore and Side Out would be a great double bill. Yeah. But Randy Stoklos, who plays the, the, the villain in that movie, Rolo, I would say his acting was, was pretty decent compared to the more professional actors in that movie. So basically wanting the same thing for Lance Burkhart in, in North Shore. Yeah. To be like yeah. Rolo, who was played by Randy Stoklos. Yeah, out. right. <laughs> Summing up, just saying, I wish that Laird Hamilton was more like Randy Stoklos. That's all I'm saying. That's um, I mean, is that too much to ask? No. By the way, that movie, Side Out, also, we, we have to talk about that movie at some point. Yeah. I meant to mention it in, in the sport um, movie Yeah, genre. definitely, definitely a sports, That's a sport movie. Definitely a sports movie. Just like Airborne is a sports movie. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so side out, see Thomas Howell. Anyway, check that out. Um, yeah. But you were saying about the montages were great in North Shore. The music is great in North Shore. The soundtrack is oh, right. We haven't even phenomenal. talked about what we're talking about. We so haven't like, gotten to our one song. Oh my goodness. But we will talk about the this soundtrack. A mess. <laughs> it's a mess in, in the, in the sweetest way possible. I think, um, I think North Shore, North Shore top to bottom has a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, shout out again to my good buddy Mark Fong because he was the one who gave me the complete. He he, I don't think they actually released the soundtrack, the physical mm-hmm. soundtrack ever, mm-hmm. which was such a bummer during that time because these soundtracks would come out for these movies and you're like, oh, I want to go out and get the soundtrack. Right. We talked about this with Iron Eagle where you get the soundtrack and all the songs you had hoped would be on the soundtrack weren't on there. You know, before the internet where you could actually research, you know, and also find whatever you wanted musically, really. Um, you know, you'd go down to the Sam Goody or the Radio Shack or what? No, mine, not mine, Radio Shack. Mine was Rainbow Records. Rainbow. Oh, yeah, because you had a cool place. But like or, Sam Goody? Is that where I go? Is that was music place? What was their tagline? Uh, Goody got it. Goody got it. Yeah, Circuit like City. I, Circuit City. I wasn't really at Circuit City a lot. I think I spent a lot of time at Sam Goody. Um, Where? The The warehouse. The New Jersey malls with Sam Goody. Yeah, Sam Goody was a mall. But, you know, but you'd go, and if you didn't know what the name of a song was, you you would just kind of have to take that leap and like, I'm going to buy the soundtrack. And then you're going through the cassette and you're like fast forwarding. You're like, where's that song that I love? Like, where's that? And it's not there. And you're like, what in the hell? Like, who... Who didn't do their deal right with the studio or whatever? Like, this is a disaster. Well, the, uh, Iron Eagle was that way because one of my favorite songs in that movie is a song called You're Old Enough to Rock and Roll. Yes. You're old enough to rock and roll. It's when he's yes. flying his Cessna and the through Snake Mountain. Not Snake Mountain, yeah. but Snake whatever it was called. And it's such a great song. That song's nowhere to be found. Yep. You reminded me of... At the warehouse, they used to do this thing where if you could sing the opening line to a song, you got a dollar off your uh, purchase. That's amazing. Or or you might have gotten a free used CD or something like that. Like, sing sing a song and we'll give you a deal. Okay. That was kind of an interesting concept. Sing a song and you get the CNC Music Factory (laughs) uh, A-side. From the movie Gladiator. (laughs) It's the remix of... In the name of love. Anyways, no, yeah, this uh, the soundtrack to North Shore is phenomenal. It's got the band Pseudo Echo, who does, um, I think they do Funky Town, right? Their big their big song was Funky Town. Mm-hmm. They've also got the song Living in a Dream, which is the opening to North Shore, which is a great song. Chris Isaac's on it. Gary Wright. But the song that we both kind of agreed that we loved 
the most on this soundtrack was the song Happy to Give by Journey. Journey. Just like a clear, yeah, winner. It's so good. It's it's the song that's used at the end. I choked up at the end of North Shore the last time we watched it. Just you like did? I did. Yeah, I got a little choked up. I was like, really? It's wait, right when. Didn't uh, notice that. And I wish there was a GIF for it, or, or because I yeah. wish there was a GIF for it because it's so. I love that scene. It, it for me watching that this movie as a kid. It's the final scene of the movie where Rick Kane has won it all. Spoiler alert! And he's getting on an airplane going back home to finish school because yeah. Chandler, being the mentor that he is, he's like. You know, you should really think about you could be a champion surfer and do the whole circuit or you can go back to art school and get your degree. And Rick's like, no, I'm going to do I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to get my degree. You could go to art school and then never get a job for the rest <laughs> yeah. of your life. It's kind of pretty, if you think about it that way, right? It's kind of totally. like equivalent. It's did, like, you, did you do that online? Did you do that test from the TV commercial where they're like, we'll give you a free art exam. And if you pass this test, you're going to get a free art set. Do you remember that? You had to draw a turtle? No. You had to draw a turtle I remember face. it. I never did it. <laughs> I never I did it either. I remember it, but yeah. I, I, I would love to meet someone who no. did that and find out what happened. No. What, it ends up Jack Kirby. If you, if you did that test, please contact us. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah. No, it's like, you should really go back to school and get a degree in art school. <laughs> it's like, no, you, you know, you should probably, now that you've been on Surfing Magazine, the cover of Surf Magazine, and you've won this tournament, maybe that should be your life. Yeah, because is he going to be a graphic yeah. designer for surfboards for the rest of his life? Potentially. Well, and, you, yeah. And that could, I mean, look how it turned out for the people who did Quicksilver. No. Or I mean, I'm not knocking art school. I just think no, it's no. really funny that, you know. <laughs> but it's not like, go get your business degree. Go get right. your teaching I mean, degree. I went to film school. It's like the same. Yeah. It's the same thing, really. Yeah. The, the, the amount of success he would have as, uh, ha- with an art degree might yeah. not be as much that he would have as a surfer for five years right? or longer. But yeah, he's at the end of the movie. He's at the airport and he's going to go back home. He tried to convince Keanu to go, but she didn't, which is kind of a twist on the typical, oh my God, they're going to be together forever. Yeah. And I, which I love, right. I love that. Right. And Turtle's there to say, say his goodbyes. And Rick Kane turns and looks at them as he's getting on the airplane. And he goes, I'll be back. And it's yep. such a sweet moment because Turtle... Uh, hugs Kiani and she looks like she's about to cry and it's a, and they kind of freeze on that yep. shot which is weird I love it personally because I think there's so much emotion in that scene well another reason <coughs> another reason why Turtle is the best friend ever because not only does he meet Rick at the airport but he brings Kiani who he was not expecting to right. see again so it's like god yeah. like what a what a guy who's so in tune with what a bro compassion and yeah like the yeah. ultimate, the ultimate bro. Yeah. The ultimate. <laughs> the ultimate. The ultimate G-I- yeah. Um, but then it kicks into the journey song, Happy to Give, which is such a great song. Yeah. And there's so much emotion and, and journey. And this, well, this, there's two pieces to this. One, it had a visceral impact on me watching it. Yep. Two, this was off the journey album raised on radio. Which this is a weird time when the song again it was not on the there wasn't a physical soundtrack for North Shore just like there wasn't a physical soundtrack for Whitewater Summer you had to just piece all these songs together right. in the age of right. mixtapes and you could make your own soundtrack to the movie this album Happy um, Raised Leave on Them Ra- Alone Vic <laughs> yeah. I just have to say that whenever somebody mentions Whitewater Summer well here's the connection in Matt Adler is in Whitewater Summer yeah. as there you go, right? Yep. And I think that came out uh, about a year later. 
And Matt, or, Matt Adler, did we identify that Matt Adler plays Rick Kane? Oh yeah, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did Matt Adler is the, is the main guy. See, we're very much yeah. like a Tarantino yeah. movie. We always, come, you know, we're all over the place. But at the end of it, you go, everything made sense. I think that was the last album Journey did with Steve Perry. Yes. And which is such a bummer because what a phenomenal voice and phenomenal band, but never the same after he left. No. Either of them. Journey. Yeah, arguably the best band of all time. I, yeah. I could, you could say that. Yeah. And and he wasn't their original singer. Greg Raleigh was mm-hmm. when they were like this fusion, kind of like Genesis with Peter Gabriel. Right. They became actually better with a new singer after many years. Some people would disagree. The the people the, who were the Phil it, Collins years were were when he started singing. You mean? Yeah. Some might disagree, think that Journey was a better band. Before Steve Perry, just like some oh, people would say, oh, right. Peter Gabriel was better lead singer of Genesis. I don't know. Well, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Whatever that expression is. Six Peas in a dozen. pod and a two dollars <laughs> difference. Six half and one dozen. Yeah, right. That, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> but end of that song, end of that, that album is great. The soundtrack, I wish they would have released a proper soundtrack for North Shore. I think they still should, but whatever, they didn't and who well, you think for the 35th anniversary, at least, they would have been like... At the movie you, theater. You should, probably should have said something. For my bachelor yeah. party. Don't, don't you get a wish on your bachelor party? No. That's what, what, what is that? Then they call that a... A, a bachelor um, bang? <laughs> what do they call it? So, Zach, you get anything you want on your, on your bachelor party. Anything you want in the world. Yeah. What do you want? A North Shore vinyl soundtrack, yeah. release, please? Release it with all of my favorite songs... <laughs> Um, as such. Really? This is God. That's the choice yeah. you made? Yeah, that, mm-hmm. MCA Records <laughs> online, R- <laughs> RCA and, R- and MCA Records online one and two, please. Could you release a turtle action figure to come with that yeah. as well, please? Actually, that I would love a line of North Shore action figures. When I was a kid, I used to take my G.I. Joes and mix up their bodies and make the versions of figures that I didn't have that I of the of the characters I saw on on screen, so I made like a John McClane oh figure, yeah. or I made um, Dutch from Predator. But I would make I really wanted a Jake <sighs> Speed action figure for oh that movie God. Jake Speed, oh which this is amazing. We watched and yeah. I'm, we may or may not break down eventually, but I love that movie personally. I love that movie too. And all Remo Williams, they never yeah. made a Remo Williams, but why can't they? They're making all these figures now from from our childhood, and why can't they make a line of North Shore figures? That would be there, phenomenal. There was never a Remo Williams action figure. Nope. Uh, interesting. But I made my own. Right. Well, because I mean, right? It's based on a comic. I, I I would think that merchandising would be right. Just right for that. How ripe. come they never made a Bloodsport action figure? Or a Chuck Norris action figure? Well, they did, they did. but not like an Invasion yeah. USA. No, you know, it was like a Walker Texas Ranger. Like, yeah, he was. It was based on the the cartoon that he did, so it was super right. cheesy. Chuck Norris, Republican <laughs> asshole. Wait, what? No, that was not Richard Norton. If you're listening, uh, yeah. If we're talking about young Chuck, young oh, Chuck. Right, right. How come um, they never Chuck made Norris? <laughs> That's a. I think I feel like that. That this this discussion of action figures is a whole other discussion. It is podcast. It However, is. I will say North Shore still visceral reaction. For me, yeah, hasn't changed my love of it, you know, because on our podcast we talk about, does the movie hold up? Yeah. Is it still good? Is there any redeeming qualities? What's the moment of positivity with this film? 
everything. It's a cool movie. Yeah. I did not realize you were crying, though. That's that's awesome. I was choked up. I want to specify I was choked. That's awesome. You were weeping right next to me, and I had no idea. Well, you know. No idea. A lot lot can be... A lot can be done in the dark. No, you know, you know but, the, you... but that's amazing. But that's, I mean, right? Because like this is a movie you've seen, you've seen it a lot. I mean, right? Was the last time you saw it in uh, Bachelor Party 2012? The last time I watched it was 2012, yeah. Okay, so we're talking seven years. And the fact that you can watch that, like that's the, the sign of, a, of greatness. Like that a movie has succeeded. I think, I think so. I, I think so. You know, years later... Um, you know, 40 years later and you're still like, oh my God, <laughs> I kind of love this movie. You know, like that's. Yeah. I, I mean, why not? Like yeah. movies to me have that impact. Like a movie I've seen 60 times. I still get choked up over best of the best is totally, one of those movies totally, that, totally. you know, it, or you can stand up and cheer. I just watched real genius the other night and I was so, I was laughing my ass off yeah. out loud. That's the sign. How dare of, you watch that without me? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, watching this movie again, is this movie considered by the wide public to be a great movie? No. But do we love it? Yes. It's great. So to the people that listen to this podcast that have a love of who cares about critics when this is not yeah. about critics. This is about the visceral reaction. I want to even talk about the opening credits to this movie the splash effect and yeah, is yeah. really right. cool. Right. And dare I say ahead of its time. Well, and you yeah. know what else was ahead of its time? The, the end credits using yes. the comic sans font. Yes. <laughs> Before it was the known journey, as a teacher's font. The journey song and the comic sans font. <laughs> With yeah. like weird yellow. It was like yellow um, over blue or something like that. Yeah. Or blue over yellow. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. But Anyway, I, I I highly endorse this movie. It's cool. You know what else I endorse? It's not a sports movie. <laughs> yeah, you're so you're so passionate about that. I was like, okay, I'm not going to fight you no, over this. Convince me. <laughs> you know, and, and on our po- on our podcast, we talk about other things that might have been happening in 1987. And Dustin and I were like, well, let's let's pick like two things. Otherwise, yeah. we'll we'll blow our load in the first. Uh, that my dad used right. to use that expression. Oh no! <laughs> when, when when I would get birthday money when I was a kid and go to KB Toys. When you get your three dollar uh, Baskin Robbins <laughs> gift card in, uh, in the morning, and then you get uh, your special uh, two dollar uh, KB Toy Store. <laughs> you can buy whatever you want. Like, but dad, KB bucks. I can't. KB bucks. I can't spend two dollars on anything. It's all at least seventeen. <laughs> were there KB bucks? Because I know there were like Toys R Us Jeffrey bucks. I don't know. There were Jeffrey bucks. Probably. I'm sure there were. Probably. Yeah, it would get and my dad would say, "Well, don't blow your load." <laughs> the toy right. store. Right? Hey, and when you're when you're right. 10, you you're running down the aisles like, "Hey, uh, Zach, don't blow your load. <laughs> don't blow your load." Like, um, what's going on over there? Yeah. Then my brother Eric would be like, "You know what he means, right?" And they go, "Yeah. Yeah. My money. My money. Don't blow my load Hello? of money." What did you Right. What do you think he yeah. meant? And then he'd whisper it in my ear and he'd go, I don't even know what that means. He's a seaman. I don't even know that. He's ejaculate. (laughs) Oh, God. Dad is a seaman. He was a Navy SEAL. You totally went. Yeah. I totally took it there. Well, when we went into. That's (laughs) disgusting. That's disgusting. (laughs) So. uh, Thinking about your dad's. (laughs) You are. 
Right. Well, I, <laughs> I haven't met your dad, but I mean, so I, so I'm more detached from it. But dad, but, but saying dad and ejaculate in the same sentence <laughs> is terrible. Well, but you know what? That gets you to where you are. Uh, right. Good point. Oh, look at that. You are a genius. <laughs> So, so there's a website called popculturemadness.com. I think we referenced it on another website or on another podcast. They'll, they'll refer to people as the Hollywood hunks. And, but a couple things that happened in 1987 were uh, a, a new word came into the political arena. Borked. <laughs> Why did I sound like I'm 87 with this laugh, by the way? <clears throat> That's my first gig as a voice actor that I booked was doing wow. the cigarette cancer voice from Wow. Borked. Which means Tell us about Borked. Which means railroad railroaded through an interview with no chance of being approved. What? It's a political term, I guess, that was used back then. According to popculturemadness.com. Mm. But I don't understand what that means. Railroaded through an interview? I'm wondering if there was a typo there. Railroaded no through of being Congress with no chance of being approved. Oh, okay. So like they borked the uh, the uh, the bill through. They just borked it on through, but it doesn't have any uh, chance of being approved. Yeah, like a like a like a clean water bill or something. Yeah, they borked it through. Oh, it just got borked. I thought it was a, a it was like a like a, a Mork and Mindy. Bork from thing. well, that's what I thought you were going with this. I thought borked referred to like oh, uh, Boof and I just borked Boosh, last Boosh. night. <laughs> Boof and I borked Scott. Boof from Team Wolf. Mm, I mean, come God. on. That is by the way. Yeah. So when that the Brett Kavanaugh hearings came down and yeah. and they're like, well, what does boofing mean? He's like, yeah. well, of course, boofing means getting farting. Yeah. You know? I'm like, well, Boof in Teen Wolf. Her name was Boof. <laughs> what a terrible name. Come on. It's probably one of the worst names a person can have. Yeah. Male, female. And she was cute. Like, I remember seeing her yeah. in Team Wolf going, yeah. oh, Boof is cute. Right. But I don't want to say Boof. I don't want to call her Boof. Can I just I'm going to her- call her Madeline. Yeah, I'm going to call her Madeline. Uh, Madeline Hirschlanger. Um, I don't know. Did anything else happen that year? Well, um, yeah. There was, there, was, there was a big feud in 1987. It was Debbie Gibson versus Tiffany. Nice. That was a big and and I'm gonna mention one more thing just because. Yeah. Just get it in there. I have this yacht rock playlist at home, and my five year old son Bodie loves to listen to yacht rock and 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 then you break down the lyrics and you start realizing oh this is a super inappropriate song, mm. but one of the songs that can't, comes on all the time is George Benson's Moonlighting. Some fly by night, some fly by day. I never even knew the lyrics to that until I listened to it 20 times in a row. Uh, But the show Moonlighting was on in 87. And apparently, and this is fact, the ratings took a major nosedive when the two leads, Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis, finally did it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm using quotations right now. Um, the, The ratings... Took a nosedive after that. Right. I never watched no because will they, won't they is like the whole basis of the yeah of the show. And then once they will, you're like, oh yeah, oh it's just it's another formulaic. They, they don't they hated each other to them. Oh, in real life, yeah. Oh, really? Do you remember when uh, Br- uh, Bruce Willis had his own solo album come out? Um, yes, I do. The Return of Bruno. Yes, and I do. he never even did a 
uh, uh, just a Bruno. Yes, so how could he ever return? So in conclusion, if you will, in conclusion, I don't even know what the hell that voice is. Um, North Shore it. was definitely, uh, as Chainsaw and Dave would say, two thumbs up. Two right? thumbs up. Summer school, nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You know, here's the thing: like we talk about how, yeah, our extensive knowledge of movies is pretty expansive. For a very specific time frame, we do know some occasional fun facts where people where people go, "Whoa!" I know you've had some moments with people recently where they've listened to the podcast and they've gone, "Oh my gosh, please do this movie!" Oh my gosh, yeah. you know, you remember this time when we did it, right? Or, uh, yeah, just a quick shout out to my friend Andy Ellis, who was very upset when I was going uh, going off about That's What Friends Are For and Bar Mitzvah music and how horrible it was. And he was like, you know, every song you mentioned there was played at my Bar Mitzvah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I was like, but no, but it was played at every Bar Mitzvah. And Andy, thank you for listening. Um, Did they play Happy to Give at, at a Bar Mitzvah? Um, That'd be a really nice nope. song to kind of... Oh. Because that, that was like a, a slow, happy nice, to happy to give. Yeah, no. But I think if you want to start a DJ business. So, uh, yeah. So we're, we've, we've hit our, we've hit our time. The dogs are barking. Um, I had fun. I always have fun. I'm blown With away that, I'm blown away that you said, uh, I said a lot of movies came out in '87, right? And, you're, and then I don't know where you're like, yeah, like summer school. And then, well, no, because you said Dave and Cha- you said Chainsaw and Dave. Chainsaw and Dave. And you're like another movie from '87, whatever you said. Yeah. I'm blown yeah. away. Yeah, this is this is the thing about right. Dustin and I that you will grow to learn is that random tidbits of knowledge just pop out every now and then. Great conversation yeah. starters. Yep. Conversation starters. You'd understand if you were here. Um, (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four. Is it five star rating? Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. listening to the Geekscape Network.